Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and Attorney Althea DeVar Johnson. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, you keep saying good morning. Good morning, good morning. You know, you know why? Because you know I'm going to say something good about morning, it. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Althea and Leah are trying to instigate something. <laughs> And I hope that they will behave because we have a wonderful, honored, and esteemed guest on our radio program. And and I, and, and family business need to stay with the family. But I, I think she can help out with this. Family no, business. I'm already no, no, no. She is a mental health specialist. I already scheduled an appointment. <laughs> I want to know what to do with the family members that get on my nerves. (laughs) Anyway, Althea, good morning. Good morning. Introduce us to your esteemed guest. Yes, she is my esteemed guest. I have been working with Miss Diane Lane for a number of years because, again, as a probate and estate planning attorney, I work a lot in the mental health arena. Um, she is a graduate of uh, Clark Atlanta University, Masters of Social Work. Um, she also a graduate of Georgia State University. Go ahead and do your whoop whoop. Bachelor's of Social Work, St. Uh, Joseph's Teaching Teachers College, a certified teacher. Yeah. Oh, from yeah. Jamaica, Mom. Jamaica. Oh, Jamaica, Mom. <laughs> Feeling Irie today. (laughs) (laughs) She's a licensed clinical social worker. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her present uh, position is with um, the mental health uh, as a mental health uh, therapist, Mm -hmm. family issues and solutions here in Snellville, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, She also uh, worked with the Fulton County and Gwinnett County Probate Court. As a court-appointed social worker, and that's how I've known Ms. Langing, and mm-hmm. we have worked together because I represent a lot of uh, proposed incapacitated adults and mental health issue clients. Well, mm-hmm. well, first of all, Althea, that's very interesting. I don't <laughs> want you. you guys to assume that we know anything about that. So, so tell us how y'all work together. So. Althea, you have a client that maybe, uh, is there some guardian issues? There's some other issues going on? What, what's going on and, and how do you use Ms. Lang? Well, the court appoints Ms. Lang. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the court appoints me as the attorney for that proposed incapacitated yeah. adult. Okay. Uh-huh. And I do have some cases where I represent, um, clients that are in the, already in the mental health uh, system, uh-huh. and they need an attorney to represent them as to determine whether or not they should be committed uh-huh. yes, or not. Okay, right. all right. Yeah. So, so Ms. Lang, what, so what type of assessments do you do for the court? I do um, m- mental health assessment. Uh-huh. I go out to the client and I do an evaluation okay. to see if they're mentally competent to make decisions yes. concerning their welfare, their general uh-huh. welfare, their, sa- their safety, their um, make decisions about their medical issues, and just about their whole activities of daily okay. living. Okay, okay, that's uh, interesting. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so we. We kind of work together. The court will appoint me as the attorney. Yes. Uh, appoint Ms. Langer as the, the evaluator. evaluator. Yes. And, mm-hmm. of course, all these cases are, are very uh, private. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, however, yeah. right. uh, Ms. Uh, Langer's evaluation uh-huh. is something that is weighed heavily by yeah. the court. Uh-huh. And even myself, who though I'm representing the client, uh-huh. I realize that a lot of my clients, nine nine point nine percent of them, do need that help. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's very rare that 
I have found clients who have been deemed mentally incompetent to be competent. Right. I've had a, uh-huh. in all I've done so many cases. Yeah. I think I can remember only two cases where the person was competent. I think the daughter was trying to get over on the mother yeah. by saying that she was not competent. Uh, she, when, was, she was yes, old, but she was, yes, she was she still was competent. Sharp. Yes. 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 She was sharp. And well, I, oh, wow. I, I had to. That's know, sad that a yeah. child would do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh you yeah. have yeah. a lot of that. You wow. Get a lot of that. Yeah. Wow. It happens a lot. Yes, yeah. it happens a lot. I, I can't even imagine, yes. Um, yes. you know, doing that to a parent. Yes. But, but, okay, so. You know, this is Mind Your Business, M-I-N-D, Your Business. And Althea and I have been working very diligently to try to change the mindset of minorities and women regarding their estate planning and their financial fitness and things like that. And so one of the things that we found, uh, Ms. Lang, is that it is very, very difficult to change someone's mind. It's very, well, to assist or to yes. encourage people to change their mind. What have you found regarding so we want to kind of hear from you because you're the mental health expert Mm -hmm. and you know what it takes for people to actually drop a bad habit and start creating good habits and things like that. So yes. from your experience, what do you think? Do you think we're wasting our time this night? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you think we're crazy, Miss no. Lane? Okay. It, 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 you don't want me to ask that question. <laughs> I, I purposely didn't say Althea. I said, I said Miss Lane. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, people traditionally, especially people of color, they think that mental health is something to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just think that if you, if somebody refers you to a therapist or even to a psychiatrist, they immediately think that people are saying that you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not that. All of us have issues, mm-hmm. habits that mm-hmm. need to be broken mm-hmm. and we we have to step out of the tradition of taking everything to the pastor mm. oh yeah and okay. you know we, you, we have to learn that there are professionals who have been trained right. to deal with these kind of issues right? Absolutely. and it's getting a little better now because I'm seeing more um, clients of color now than in maybe say five years ago mm-hmm. more people are coming in to see the therapist mm-hmm. but the men men have a harder time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah okay it's so men, yeah because anytime even mm-hmm. when it comes to family or marital counseling men have a hard time yes they, they, wives have to drag them in and yeah <laughs> I find that it's the women that come in and they will deal with the estate plan. And if the man comes in, it's because the wife brought her, brought him dad out there. I I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a phone call uh, from a woman who says, my husband hasn't filed taxes in three years or, you know, we're having problems, we're having financial issues and he doesn't want to do a budget and yada, yada, yada. Mm, yeah. And a lot of times, you know, you would think, though, that women would be the ones spending and not necessarily yes, controlling themselves when it comes to money. But a lot of times I find that the wife is the one who really wants to put some structure, structure. and some order in place. Mm-hmm. And the man just mm-hmm. is like, look, you and know? it's the same thing with therapy. Yeah, it's usually the woman who initiates the therapy mm-hmm. and you know but after they start coming maybe for a few sessions right and they start to see the value of therapy then i've had quite a few of them to become aware that therapy is it's okay. not a bad thing it's not right bad thing. no it's not a bad thing at all but it's just to get them in you know <laughs> yeah yeah yes and they were saying that although everyone developed or can develop a mental health problem, yeah. African Americans sometimes experience more severe forms of mental health conditions yes. due to unmet needs and other barriers. Yes. According to the Health and Human Services Office of Minority Health, African Americans mm. are 20% more likely to experience serious 
mental health problems than the general population. And the most common mental health disorder among us are major depression, Mm -hmm. attention deficit hypertension disorder. Hyperactivity. Mm -hmm. That's me. Attention deficit. Suicide suicide among Mm -hmm. African American men and post-dramatic stress Stress disorder disorder. because African Americans are more likely to be victims of violent crime. There is Uh, uh, some stress stress issues after violent crime. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. It's just... um, most African Americans, just their conditions of living, you know, um, not having proper jobs, um, and just not being able to meet their needs. This mm-hmm. sinks them into depression, depression. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The, um, major depression, just not being able to provide for their families. This causes a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. But but how can you and we'll talk about it. We'll get more in depth uh, because I see the signals for the break yes. is coming up. <laughs> but um, how do you how do you know someone is depressed? Because I just I, I think that some of us have all had a touch of mm-hmm. depression. But yes. how do you how do you recognize you know how do you recognize that you're depressed and that you need help? Yeah. Well, you know. As you said, we all get depressed. Everybody mm-hmm. gets depressed. That's just a part of life. Uh-huh. But when it becomes a problem is when it's going on forever. Ah, uh, the limit. You can't seem to yeah, pull yourself out. Right. Mm-hmm. The duration, you know, of how long you've been depressed. You just can't get it together. No matter what, every day you feel you... You know, you get up here in a rut. You don't have any motivation mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Some people, they um, they don't eat well. Mm-hmm. They don't sleep well. Mm-hmm. They don't take care of them, themselves. You know, they don't even feel like getting out of bed. And I understand what you're saying because they're making me depressed right <laughs> now. <laughs> so we, we have to take a what? break. <laughs> we have to take a break. And I'm depressed about it, but we'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Well, we are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. And uh, I am no longer depressed because I have... I have, <laughs> I have, I have Diane uh-huh. here to question. help me deal with Althea and Leah. Yeah, and so, no, yeah, they have, Diane has already yeah. helped me. She's given me some tools to deal with the two of you. <laughs> okay. But this is what I, I, I really want to, I really want to ask, um, about the, my, my mother is a retired, uh, social worker. Um, and one of the things that she pointed out to me that I had not paid attention to, but it rings in my ears now that we're, we're, we're dealing with mental health. Um, she was telling me that the reason why you see uh, a lot more homelessness, uh, you see it now in the streets is because a lot of the mental health facilities have shut down. Yes. yes. You know, when I, yes. when I was growing up, you know, uh-huh. you, you, you went to live somewhere else. Yes. There was, there yes. were facilities homes. for people yes. to live, homes yes. for people to live yes. in, yes. whether it's full treatment or halfway homes and things like that. And those things yes. are really, you know, coming to an end. A lot of them a are being shut, shut down. And so if they're shut down, there's no yeah. place for mental health uh, yes. patients to go. I think they I think it was in the eighties they had this thing called deinstitutionalization. Uh. And what that is, they felt that it might be better to have some of the mental health patients go out in the community and Live and that is, you know, they would provide homes for them and they would provide the support, support that they needed. But I think there has been a breakdown in that plan mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we find a lot of mental health people who suffer from mental health who are homeless, mm-hmm. and this this could be this can be caused by the fact that because of the mental health, mm-hmm. they're not able 
to find jobs. Mm -hmm. They're not able to provide for themselves. And they're not motivated Mm -hmm. to find a place to live. Mm -hmm. They're not financially, they're not able. Mentally, they're not able. And so it causes the homeless population to grow. Right. Right. You know, we see them living on the bridges. They're, they're, it's, it's a mental health problem. Ninety yeah. percent of the time. Right. Ninety percent of the time. Yes. And I, I go to court on a consistent basis mm-hmm. when the court appoint me to represent mm-hmm. uh, mental health um, um, individuals. They have reached this crisis stage. Uh, they send them to great, mostly to, to Grady Hospital here, yes. here in Atlanta. Yes. And the hospitals see the need of them receiving treatment. Of yes. course, my clients don't feel like they, they need, need it. it. Yeah, yes. right. They uh-huh. don't think that and, they need it. And before they can commit them into yes. the hospital for treatment, they're they gone. Yeah, they're right. right. Well, they're either gone or the hospital has filed a petition for them to stay in the hospital, mm-hmm. and I'm representing their mm-hmm. the, the particular client's interest. Mm-hmm. But when you get to these hearings, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the client will uh, basically uh, commit themselves because again, it's just obvious that they right. need help. Yes, right, they right. Need help. So it, when they, they get in front help. of the court. It just becomes very obvious. Very so the court, obvious. The court, yes. the court then has a responsibility to to commit them. To or? commit to okay. commit them. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's that's really sad. I was I was uh, blessed to uh, have a cousin, uh, and unfortunately, I just buried her earlier this year. Mm-hmm. But she was 57 years old, and she was committed to mental health uh, facility for the majority of her life. Yes. Uh, and she was living in a halfway house uh, there in the Chicago area. And one of the things that I, I noticed was that, you know, it was a place where she could be independent mm-hmm. in that she could come and go. Yes. But it was room and shelter and boarding, and it gave her a little job. She had a little job yes. there in the laundry room and so forth and so on. And and my cousin would have never been able to live on her own. You know, she yes. would have never been able to do that. And, and of course, my aunt uh, passed on before her, but she would have never been able to even live with my mm-hmm. aunt because my aunt was elderly, right, and could not yes, take care of her. Yeah. And so it was really I I had to I I was really praying and thinking about where am I going to find another facility for her? Because the facility she was in only accepted patients up to the age 59. Yeah. Once you were older than 59 years old. And and that's a big problem. Yeah. Because I think there is a lack of um, facilities yes that can host these patients many yes. of them have a lot of guidelines and regulations and many of them just fall in the cracks right and they can't be placed and they're just all over the place yeah, yeah. and then you have some of them with the mental health even if you place them they don't want to stay no they don't they don't want to stay so right. they end up leaving and then they're all over the place. And then this just builds up the homelessness mm-hmm. and, and, population. And the clients that I mostly represent, unfortunately, who are homeless, they are uh, veterans. Oh, yes, oh, that's a big yes. problem. I mean, it's, it's a, a big problem. problem. Right. So See. we're not taking care of our veterans. Mm-hmm. They are, no. They're homeless. They're having, mm-hmm. you know, I have cases. a real soft yes. uh, spot in my heart for veterans. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, even if you commit them, they only are allowed to stay for a couple of weeks. Yes, it's and not then long enough. And then you have to re- release them yes. back to the, the community. And I think the social workers there at Grady, they try their best to yes. place them. them. Right. But if they're not going to keep up their medication, right. exactly. That's right. the biggest thing. That's too. right. They, they, they uh, come back again. Yes, right. if they're not compliant with their medication, it's a revolving door. It's a revolving door. Really, and not the VA. I know the VA is working tirelessly. Right. To place their veterans. They have a big homeless program yes. called the HUD Wash program. HUD Bash. And it's all, they have all these social workers, psychiatrists, psychologists who are trying to place these veterans, keep them there, keep them compliant to their meds. And yes. it's, it's a big job. Yes, it is. It's a mm-hmm. really big job. Right. To right. keep them, you know, made. some of them, they don't believe in taking the medication. No, they don't. Right. They don't believe they're ill. They say the medication made them groggy. The medication it makes them feel worse. Yes. Right. And they don't, they're not compliant with, medi- with their meds. And then they'll never, ever 
be better because it is non-compliant. Some people who are mentally ill, they have to take meds for the rest of their lives. And so, they have to understand that. Just like if you're a diabetic, yes. you have to take meds. So what you're saying is that the medicine is not a cure the medicine is to it's help to, them cope yes, or help them to help them cope uh-huh. and you know just to help them maintain uh you know a in lifestyle society, yes, in society. yes keep them healthy mentally healthy yes, uh-huh. just to help them but if they stop taking the medication mm-hmm. then it's going to go right back you're going to go right back yeah and i and I also know with some of the clients that I represent, even if when families come in mm-hmm. and want to be supportive of this particular client or, mm-hmm. or patient, they can't allow that individual to come back home because, again, what's happening in the home, right. trying to care for them, they're causing a whole lot of Oh yes, yes. They put the family members in yes. fear. In fear. That's right. If you yes. have, if you have a patient <laughs> yes. who is threatening your life, oh, that's yes. right, and have have actually assaulted you, right? Yes. That's right. And yes. tried to burn down the house, right? Oh, that's yes. right. All kinds right. of issues. That's right. Even yes. though the family members want to be supportive, they just can't they do it. They, they can't do it. Yes, because they, yep. they are at risk. That's they're right. At they're that's at risk. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And so it's even it, like you said, it's even worse when they won't take their medication. Oh yes, and, and you that's can't, the biggest problem. Right, and you can't necessarily the make problem. them. No, you, know, you can't make them. Yeah, you can't, can't make, make them. Make so, and that's that's what most families it. are dealing with. Yeah. And yeah. even if yes. you are appointed their guardian, uh, mm-hmm. which means that you have the authority to make some healthcare decisions mm-hmm. on behalf of these patients, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can take them to the doctor. And, mm-hmm. You cannot make them go to the no. doctor. You cannot mm-hmm. make them take yes. medication. Yes, yes, and you yes. Can, and they, they have to. With taking the medication, they usually have to have visits to the therapist. Right. Okay, they have to have visits to the therapist, but sometimes they don't come. They don't come for their appointments. You know, they're not taking their meds. They're not coming for appointments. So it's just an ongoing problem. So, so. If uh, let me ask you something, once you've been, do you think that there are a lot of people who have not just have not been diagnosed or is the problem more that there are people who have been diagnosed and refuse to take their medication, refuse to cooperate with the mental health system? You know, I think it's like a 50-50 problem. Uh-huh. You have a lot of people who have been diagnosed, but they're non-compliant with treatment. Yes. And then you have uh, many people who, they just have not been diagnosed. They've just kind of fallen off of society. Yes. You know, they've been ill all this time. Nobody has taken the time to take them to be treated. Yes. And to give them a proper diagnosis. So they just continue living the way how they know to live. And, 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 and the thing that's sad to me is that a lot of, I believe, a lot of people with serious mental health issues get caught up in the justice system as part, instead of the mental health system. Exactly. So now you've committed a crime because you don't have good mental health and you yes. don't, you know, uh, and now you're caught up in the justice system because once you've committed a crime, it's really, really difficult for you to get off and say that it was because I'm insane or it's yes. because I had mental health issues after I committed the crime, but right? They, but they, mm-hmm. these things are changing now. The court oh, system now recognizing people, mm-hmm. just like it folks up, and the family members tell them that this person has mental health issues, they need to take their medication while they're in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need another route. That 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 that's is changing now. That, that's okay. Changing. So, but they're still locked up in, they're not... So, so you, Althea, are you saying that even though they're locked up in jail now, they're getting some mental health treatment? They're getting some mental health Oh, that's health. good because yes. that was my concern is that a lot of people go in and they, they're incarcerated because of what, because of acting out or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And once they're in there, they're not going to ever recover from their mental health issues because they're just labeled a criminal. Right. And, mm-hmm. But th- that's, that's changing, changing mm-hmm. now. And the National Alliance on Mental Health, it, mental, Illness states that the lack of information and misunderstanding about mental health in the African American communities is high because 
we misunderstand what a mental health issue is mm-hmm. and don't talk about the topic. Mm-hmm. Many of us have difficulty recognizing the signs and symptoms of mental health issues. Uh-huh. And we, because we lack information surrounding mental health issues, it's not always clear as to where to find help. And we are fearful of what others says, say about, about it. About, yes. about it. Yes. Yes. The, the, just the lack of understanding of many mental health disorders. It, it has really caused a lot of problems because, you know, a person might commit a crime mm-hmm. and there's no understanding that this person is ill. This person might not have ever been diagnosed, might have never been treated, and then they get put in the in, in the justice system. And you know, it's no nowadays. It's after they're in the justice system that they find out that this person is ill wow. because they're really trying to change that whole look. Yes. And, you know, prisoners are are people who get arrested. Yeah. This crime could have been caused by a mental because this person has a mental health issue. Well, Miss Lang, we are going to take a break. As you can see, all the activity <laughs> over there. We're going to take a break right now. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio. We'll be right back with Miss Lang, mental health expert. <laughs> can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash MindYourBizRadio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to Your Business Education Station. And now back to Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson for more of Mind Your Business Radio on Talk Zone. Well, hello, we're back and we're trying to get some help for Dr. Flo here. <laughs> I have been, I have been, I am not actually having a mental health breakdown here. I, 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 I am, I am being bullied. <laughs> And I, I think oh, there's a difference. No. The difference between having something really wrong and being pushed to the edge. Yeah. Right, right, Dr. Yes. Right, so, so tell us, um, mm. Leah had a really good question um, during the mm. break. She was talking about is is uh, are some mental health issues hereditary? Do we have? I yes, I've seen that. I've okay. seen whole families who have been diagnosed as schizophrenics. Yeah, and I've also seen. Um, alcoholism. Yes. As, uh, you know, whole families being alcoholics. Yeah. So I do believe that there can be a genetic, um, factor okay. in wow. mental health. Wow. I've seen that. So it's, I mean, from a science perspective, the reason why that's, I think, so hard to diagnose the hereditary part is, are you an alcoholic because you've just been around generations of alcoholics and that's your atmosphere, that's mm-hmm. your influence, mm-hmm. or do you really have that gene that says you're predetermined to be an alcoholic if you don't watch out for it? And same with mental health. Yes. Are you, do you just, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but have you just been around crazy people all your life? Why you, <laughs> you know? Are, and so um, therefore, you know. Yeah, that would be an interesting study. Yeah. But um, families, I think there's a genetic, I've heard that there's a genetic disposition to like schizophrenia. Right, right. And Mm -hmm. even depression. Mm -hmm. You know, um, clients will come in and say, you know, my mother was depressed and my mother um, 
my grandmother, my mother told me that my grandmother was also depressed. Yes. Uh-huh. So it, and, and now they're coming in, in for therapy. Yeah. And an interesting thing is even suicidal ideation. There have been families that come in that their uncle committed suicide, their great grandfather committed suicide, and they come up having these suicidal tendencies as well. Yeah. Wow. So it's, you know, there have been a lot of studies yeah. to see if these things are just a gene that uh-huh. makes you inclined to be suicidal or depressed or whatever. And it's the same thing with the alcoholism. It, it, you know, it could be, look, people could argue that maybe it's um, being exposed to alcoholism, yeah. that kind, you know, that right. creates this kind of Thing in wow. you. So, okay. so listeners, if you have a question, you can call us at one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight or eight 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 go for it. But Miss Lane, I've had a lot of alcoholic uh, family members, mm-hmm. and I maybe you were saying you had a lot of alcohol today. <laughs> you said you had a lot of alcohol. Oh, no, I, I haven't gotten started. Yet. <laughs> That would have explained a lot. If you I haven't got you started quite yet. <laughs> okay. And I think because I saw how they function, I just knew for myself. Yes. I didn't want to. You didn't want to touch it. Yeah. I didn't want to touch it. Didn't want to touch it. And I think yeah. a lot of us. I thought yes. it was just in my family, but mm-hmm. then I found out after I, I, I became an adult yeah. that it was going on in a lot of families, yes. a lot of communities. Right. That yes. it was a, a yeah, that yeah. alcohol father, that yeah. alcohol yeah. But you yeah. see, you're you're extra aware. You're I, I notice that there are some people who are just very hyper aware. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's an individual thing. Yeah. If you some people kinda just fall in line with what they've seen and what yes. they've been exposed to. Right. While other people they see it and they say, I'm oh, not gonna so be like that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You know? I'm gonna do the opposite yes, of I'm that. I'm gonna do the exact opposite. I'm yes. not gonna fall into that trap. Exactly. So it's an individual thing. Yeah. Okay. You know, right. it's if you have that desire mm-hmm. not to be like them. Right. But if you just kinda lay back and you just, you know, go with the flow, then right. you're gonna end up being exactly. an alcoholic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you it, know, it, it, and, and Althea, it's, it's obvious there's some things in your personality that are very obvious that it's like when you learn better, you do better. You're mm-hmm. always seeking out information. Yes. And that yes. was a good segue into, you know, really why we wanted to talk about mental health mm-hmm. today is because we noticed that even in dealing with clients and trying to help people put things in order, financial and mm-hmm. legal things in order, there are some people that really are interested in seeking out information and saying, wow, there's some things I don't know and I need to find this information Mm -hmm. while we see other people who are just really complacent Complacent. and they don't necessarily like the situation that they're in, but they refuse to do anything about it. And so we were wondering what, what, you know, what type of mental, you know, say what, what, what type of mental state is that? And and how, what do you do to to assist people who are stuck like that? Yeah. You have some people who, they're just not motivated yes. to change mm-hmm. the environment that they have come from. They just kind of want to just follow suit. But I think you have to be born with the desire yeah. to do some things, to change uh-huh. your, your situation. I think it's just so individual yeah. that um, it, it's an individual thing. Right. Because some people, they just kind of lay back, they're complacent, they don't want to make any waves, any changes. While you have people who are born with a strong desire to succeed, to be different. Mm-hmm. And so, Ms. Lang, you, you know, you, you are really sort of reiterating what a lot of the research says. Mm-hmm. You are also kind of co-signing what my experience has been with people, even though I don't want to accept it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't want to accept that there are some people who are just born with a natural desire to do better. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that hyper awareness, just that curiosity that says, I want to do better. I don't need to, you know, but the, really and truthfully, the research says, even when we talk about IQs and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. that they t- the reason why, 
African-Americans are in certain situations is because it takes so many generations to break the curse of slavery. Yes. Right. Yes. And so every so many generations, there's someone that's born that says, I want better yes. than what is yes. here. You know, I want to explore yes. the possibilities. And that comes from something within their personality, uh, something yes. within their spirit. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what a lot of the research says. It's really hard though, because I have the personality that I want to help everybody. Mm -hmm. And there's just some people that just don't want, they don't want to help. They're they're just not motivated. And I I had a boss that told me one time and I I, I just sat there and shook my head because I had an employee that I was trying to help. And she, she looked at me and she said, you cannot send ducks to Eagle school. (laughs) Stop trying to send ducks to Eagle school. You understand? Oh yeah. And I was like, no, everyone's an Eagle. No, everyone's not an Eagle. Exactly. That's what I want to believe, Leah. Everyone's an eagle. Everyone has a potential eagle inside. And some people, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm just coming to the sad conclusion that maybe yes, some people are some just people the just, way yeah. they are because they, that's the way they are. Right. No, I've even seen people who they they have schizophrenics in their family, and yes. it's, you know, it's like a generation, you know, but mm-hmm. they know that it's in their family. And even though it's very hard, they will, yeah, say they hear the voices and, you know, they, they, but they fight. Yes. They fight to yes. be normal. Yeah. As they say, they yes. fight not to fall into that schizophrenic role. They fight not to yes. be, you know, be a schizophrenic. Right. They take their meds. They do whatever it is. Right. Not to keep them. In that exactly in that, in that position in that position uh-huh. Uh-huh. so in, yes in that con- the, the genes is there yeah. they actually hear the voices they it starts coming up on them but they have something in them that say yeah. no I don't want to right that. and they do everything although it's there they know they have to take meds right so they take meds they right. compliant because they are very aware of their condition yes yes uh, yes so it to me wow. I am saying that it's really an individual thing yeah in a lot it with motivation you know people just sit down for years you know they see their family on welfare they think it's the norm yes yeah. Yeah, they think it's the norm, and they mm-hmm. don't even try right. to get out of that. Exactly. And this, so, and, this, and I'm going back to estate planning, I, you know, I've had clients who have come to me and have said to me that this happened in my family. You know, they didn't have they didn't have a will, they didn't have uh, any type of plan, mm-hmm. they didn't have funeral arrangements or life insurance, mm-hmm. and then they're here because they didn't have. They saw that their family didn't have a plan, mm-hmm. so they're going to do something differently. But then you still get these clients who they've seen happen in the family, they ex- experience mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and now they're in the same situation. Right, situation. right, same, right. The they didn't situation. learn from the past mistakes. They, didn't learn. Yeah. they realized how not having a plan in place cost them financially. Right. Yes. And they still did the same. Still did the same. And thing. see, uh, mind your business, listeners. We're not talking about the people out there. Like I have a tendency to do sometimes. We're not talking about necessarily the procrastinators. We're talking about the people who just won't do. You know, there's some there's some people who just you know they get the knowledge. Like Althea gets the knowledge. I got to get it done tomorrow because I understand this is something that I, that I have to do. I get the knowledge. I I look at my schedule and I'm like, it'll get done Monday. You know, but but by all means, get it done. Yeah, you know that 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 to me is the the issue that that I have a hard time understanding is the fact that there are some people who just never ever get it done. I I think there are a lot of people who they do not think about consequences. Yes, they're not thinking about that. They're just in the here and And now, now, live today, and they Mm -hmm. live today. They never think about tomorrow. Yes, that there are consequences for not. Acting today, yeah, something is that will affect you if you don't take care of it today. Yes. It can affect your families, generation after generation. They never think about consequences. And 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 while you're talking about that, uh, Miss Lang, let me set something spiritually straight for those who are listening. You know, because our uh, African American people, hopefully, you read the scriptures, and hopefully, it's a very spiritual thing. But when God tells you not to worry about tomorrow, he's not telling you not to plan for tomorrow. He's telling you not to worry. There's a difference between taking action 
and worry. So God is trying to get us to not worry about things, Mm -hmm. but he is trying to get us to take action. So with whatever's in our power to do, he expects us to do those things, but just not worry about the outcome as we do them. And God helps those who Who help help themselves. themselves. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Well, we're back. (laughs) That's our disco. That's the disco music day uh, produced for us. Yeah. Right? (laughs) So we're back. back. What's wrong with you out there? You having a mental health breakdown over there? She is a friend and colleague of attorney Althea DeBar Johnson. We have told you how they work together in the courts. Now we are going to talk, you know, and Althea did put out the phone number, 888-463-6748. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT. If you have any questions, if you want to call and give us an anonymous name, we won't know who you are. Just call if you need some help, uh, because what we're going to ask Ms. Lang now is to tell our listeners where to get help, where Where do people go to get help? Where do people go to get help? And maybe just even touch on who needs who needs to go get help. Who? How do you know that you're having some sort of mental illness issue? And maybe even the fact that you know that your family's schizophrenic, and maybe you just need to do check in and make sure everything is Mm -hmm. fine. Well, if if you're having a mental health crisis, like say a family member is suicidal Mm -hmm. or homicidal. The first place you should do, first thing you should do is you can call 911 or if you have time, you can take that person to the ER, to the emergency room mm-hmm. of any hospital. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they have mental health um, counselors who actually work in the ER, who the doctors mm-hmm. will... Um, mm-hmm will send you to the mental health evaluator and they will evaluate the situation and they will decide if you're in a real crisis, if you need to be admitted, if you need to be referred to a mental health clinic, if you are, if you need to be referred to a counselor. Mm -hmm. It just depends on the crisis, what is happening. Do you have time to be to make an appointment to Mm -hmm. a therapist Mm -hmm. or do you have to be sent straight to a mental health facility? Mm -hmm. But Ms. Mm -hmm. Lang, what I find mostly uh, how clients get into these uh, facilities is that uh, something happens at home and you have to call the police. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, And then once you call the police, it takes it to a different dynamic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because you got that individual refusing to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when you, there's a, um, a form called a 1013. Yes. And when a person um, doesn't want to go for help and you see that they're a, a threat to themselves mm-hmm. or to anyone, the 1013 is, is a form that gives the um, authority for them to be picked up right. by the sheriff okay. or by an ambulance and taken involuntarily for that for the for that yes. three, three or four day so period. Three or four okay. day period. Okay. Uh-huh. Now the ten thirteen. Do you have to be a relative? What What do you have to? Who do you? What kind of relationship do you have to have with that person for the ten thirteen to be acted upon? It, it, it can be anybody. Wow. Anybody. Okay. Anybody. Yeah. Anybody mm-hmm. who sees that you're a threat to yourself yes. or to Anybody, okay. anybody else, else. Mm-hmm. Okay. anybody else, and you know you. But the first thing you need to um, call nine one one or call the police mm-hmm. if if the person is a threat to anyone. Yeah, yeah. And then they will come and they'll pick them up. If they don't sign themselves in, yes. voluntarily, that's when if the hospital feels that they need to be there, yes. that's when they'll file a petition. Yes, and. Uh, a, 
uh, to have them involuntarily committed. So really those hospital stays, though, for mental health patients, those are only three or four day stays. It depends. It, it depends. Yeah. Uh, there can be, you know, up to two weeks. It just depends on each uh-huh. person's um, uh-huh. situation. Yeah. Yeah. And usually the problem is placing them after the, the, the initial hospitalization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hospital discharge planners up on the psych unit, they need to find, they have to find facilities that will take them yeah. or they refer them to outpatient therapy mm-hmm. if they think they have um, been stabilized. Yes. But they go to the hospital facil- um, for stabilization with meds and, uh-huh. you know. But it, it's, it's so unfortunate because usually after they come out, they might be stable for a while. Mm-hmm. But if they're not compliant, it's going to happen all over again. All yes, over again. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to happen all okay. over again. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, that, and, and, and that's one of the things that, that concerns me because especially with me being a professor on campus, yeah. we have had to really take some, some training and some courses on how to look and see that our, our students are suffering because of all the recent shootings and things on yes. campuses and things like that, you know, to try to be able to look and determine uh, whether a student is having a hard time. You know, it used to be that we thought that if a student was having a hard time, they just walk themselves down to the mental health facility yeah. and get help, and that's not what's and happening. A lot of them, they have a fear of going, or right. they, they don't know what to do. They just have all these feelings and they 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 don't know what to do. So yeah. I think too, people think that it will affect their careers later yes. on down the line if they uh-huh. go to a mental health facility or seek counseling. Yes. And I they and don't that's think it's confidential, Althea. Well, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people don't don't yeah. think it's uh-huh. confidential. And I read an article some years ago that a lot of lawyers suffer in silence. Yes, yes, because they don't want their careers affected and yes. they have this thought that we are above yeah, yeah it's a yeah. stigma there's yes. a stigma it is there. a stigma attached yes. to mental health but right. a lot of lawyers you know, suffer in silence yes. wow. lawyers and doctors mm. all professions mm-hmm. wow because people are people yeah no matter who, who that's who right you are. that's and right you're gonna have these you know some people are generally um depressed a lot ptsd there's so many different um mental health disorders that you know, we try to keep it a secret. Yes. We right. don't want to get help because right. as Althea said, the stigma that's attached yes, to Yes, right. But mental health is an illness just like a medical illness. Yes. It's not a shame. It's nothing to be ashamed right. of. Right, right. You know, right. and it you know, it needs to be treated. We just need to yes. from time to time it's just get a get check up from the neck up. Yes. 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 Yep. That's it's right. We, we just have to get over the fact that mm-hmm. it's an illness. You, it's not. You didn't cause it. Yes. You didn't bring it on yourself. Right. It's just an illness. Right. And to be really, um, just to be intelligent about it and yeah. know that you need help and go seek help. Yes. Right. You know, you have to think about yourself. And mm-hmm. I appreciate Ms. Lane because I have uh, retained her to help a couple of my clients who I recognize as their conservator needed some other mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. and to have someone like her to kind of help my, these clients and see that they are on a better path of mm-hmm. being more productive and being a part of society and able to mm-hmm. do a few things on their own, that, that's been very helpful to me. Mm-hmm. So I want Ms. Lane to, to give out her information yes. before we leave the program. Yeah, Ms. Lane, how do, does someone get in touch with you? Do you see people on an individual basis? Yes, I see okay. clients on an individual basis. My um, office is in Snellville, uh-huh. Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's um, at 2330 Scenic Highway, mm-hmm. and that's in, in Gwinnett, that's in Snellville. Yes. And you, my number is 404-516-2977. Let me, let me read what's on her card. I really, really like this out there. It says uh, the, the name of her company is Family Issues and Solutions, Inc., it says, no man is an island. Right. We all need someone to give a listening ear at times. FIS, which is Family Issues and Solutions, is a counseling service that strives to do that and more. I like that. Yeah. Very Thank nice. You. Very nice. Very Thank nice. You. 
And I think that's part of the whole packaging uh, plan. We need to make sure our finances are in order. We need to make sure our yes. estate planning is in order. And if we have some medical and mental issues in our family dynamics, which affects mm-hmm. finances, mm-hmm. which right. affects yep. state yes. planning, we right. need to deal person. with that issue. Right. Yes. And, yes. And, and, and depression, uh, mind your business listeners, depression keeps us stuck sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might even have the wherewithal and the desire to do something to yes. make a better life for yourself. Yes. But a lot of times depression just, yes, just makes us stuck. stuck. It, it, you keep, it keeps you unmotivated. Yes. It it, it, it keeps you wanting to just stay in bed all day. Uh-huh. You can't move. You can't right. do anything because you feel worthless. And so one a day, one of those days or two of those days is not a problem, but a whole week. <laughs> yeah, I, I said the no. first sign is I, I don't think somebody should feel depressed for more than a week. Right, really. right, right. Then something, something is going on. Right, yeah. right. You, you need right. to. Get help. Talk to someone. Exactly. If you're depressed for a whole week, yeah, don't do a think, week. Yeah. I think that's that's when you have to really look into it. Right. You know. Right. And, and then I want to explain quickly that there is a, a difference between grief, yeah, and and depression. Yeah. If there's something going on. Like the death of a loved one yes. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna be Grief. stay depressed yes. for a while, yes. for a little bit. But I'm talking about just nothing is happening, but yes. you still feel right. you just down no, and right. you can't, you can't even put your finger you know, on it. Right? Yeah, right. you can't yeah. put your finger in it. Right. So you have to know the difference. Yes. You know, yes. I can see grief. When you, 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 your mother just died, uh-huh. you know, your husband just died, yeah. your, your, your family member has been in a serious accident or yes. your child is giving you some serious problem. Yes. That is grief. Right. You're grieving over something. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, so okay. I just wanted to make note of that difference with the person. Miss well, Lane, you are awesome. Yeah. You have been listening to Mind Your Business Radio, your business education station, your business, your family, your life. life. Thank you, Miss Lane. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs>